0: This is the story of when we admire someone's work, but we don't even know who they are. For years I have been loving Emily's creative fingerprint, but it wasn't until I read an article on the lovely lady herself that it all clicked. As a creative director Emily has been behind must-have magazine covers at the Collective Hub as well as having worked for more top brands and iconic institutions than you can name. Now with her own business as a creative director and graphic designer Emily has kindly taken the time to share her story with me today. I am so incredibly fortunate and excited to chat with her and to learn from her. It's Emily from Emily Studio. Hello and welcome Emily. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you oh, so much for having thank me. Thank you so much for being on. and it's a real treat. And already, like people who are uh, who are listening to this, um, I have to say, I've had the most fun talking to you already for the first little insight <laughs> that we get to have a chat before we have a chat, so to speak. But um, no, look, let's jump straight on in, Miss Emily. And if I could just get you to give me just a little overview on what it is that you do as a creative art director now owning your own business but what what's sort of involved in that can you just give me a little a little insight into what you do
1: oh it's everything from um, beginning to end really so within my business at the moment um, I guide my clients from the very beginning, help them conceptualise if they need that, come up with ideas. And then we work through the creative process, which is usually very technical, um, going back and forth through whatever it might be. It might be a design, it might be a rebrand, it might be a campaign shoot, it might be a cover of a magazine or a book or something like Mm -hmm. that um and yeah we just go back and forth until everyone's really happy and it's perfect and then I usually help with the post-production of things as well so that might be printing or getting it online or for
0: digital anything like that so much diversity in that that's why I had to ask the question because I was like okay it's it's such a beautiful umbrella to work under i think it's certainly from the outside in it is it's it's a big happy playground where i work which is so <laughs> nice i love my i love doing what i do and you've, you've worked with so many people i mean anybody that's that that's read your um about me on your website will know but i'm I'm gonna bring it to the forefront now <laughs> and be really honest when I was reading through the list of incredibly iconic people that you've worked for i I was reading it in my head but I was still having to take a breath you know like I was having to help like, no, this no, work for everyone <laughs> <excessive>. <laughs> no it's absolutely fantastic tone it down a little no bit. not at all no you just keep turning that volume up because I was reading it and I was thinking, gosh I the, the, the diversity I, I mean they were all top brands they were all people that I I knew and I think everybody would know um particularly here in Australia as well I mean I know we've got listenership uh, you know from everywhere but so so much diversity in that list and then I thought to myself gosh you must get pulled from pillar to post with regards to your creative mind because you're jumping from you know some, from clothes to to uh you know digital magazines to books it, it really you you yeah, yeah. it's never ending bless you <laughs> how how yeah. did this journey into the creative art director world come about for you, Miss Emily? How did this all kick off?
1: Oh, gosh, it goes way back. I've always been a very, very creative person, mm. 100% creative and 0% out of the cool, I always say. <laughs> <Literally>. um, but. <laughs> I was always really into, you know, the music, the drama, the art, the cultural things at school. And going through school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. You know, like many of us, we we don't know when we're so young what we want to do. And graphic design at that point, it was a really, really new thing, you know, like the digital age was just taking off. The old school graphic design where it was literally pen and paper transferring and the process was (laughs) gruelling, has turning into, you know, these amazing softwares like adobe that you can use and design in and my brother actually had come about it and he said to me he was like oh em you'd really you really like graphic design why don't you give that a try
0: and i just took that and I just went with it. But it's so nice that you had someone there who who obviously spotted something because, like you said, th- th- you know, it, it's not like you're an old person, Miss Emily. We're not going back that far. Oh, I feel like <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> that might just be today. Don't worry, that's just today. No, but honestly, it's you're you're not an old person. So what I'm saying is, is this is a still a very new career path, isn't it, for people in the sense that you, you know you were probably right at the beginning there on the cusp of it. It's, I mean, it's different now. Like you said, it's very different now because I think it's a lot more accessible now because of the mm, yeah. technology. I also think that there's um you you've got to help up if you're not so good with pen and paper p- potentially. Yeah. You've got a bit of a kickstart now.
1: Yeah, and you don't have to get messy as well, which some people like too. You know, I I I like being messy, but it's kind of great that you can. If you wanted, if you were an artist and you wanted to work digitally, then you got that opportunity to do so.
0: You know, that sort of ties me in then to say, because you obviously said you do like getting messages, more of a hands-on creative as well, or you certainly were growing up. You know, what did you enjoy growing up, Miss Emily, Like, and how were you exposed to art early on? I mean, is there something that your, your family sort of helped you find your feet, so to speak? I was so lucky. I,
1: my parents are the most wonderful people on earth, and they just... They just gave me any opportunity and I was, I I explored everything. Mm. I went, explored sports, I explored art, I (laughs) explored everything. That's wonderful. And and they kind of just let me, they just let me choose my way, which was so wonderful. And then they gave me the opportunity to take it further. So um, when I was younger, I was really into music and mother and dad invested a lot to um, get me really actually quite yeah, good, good. There you <laughs> unfortunately go. I've lost I've lost that I've lost that ability now but um, you've swapped
0: it you've just yeah, had to trade moment. it for something yeah, else I have, yeah I
1: have I've transferred it across into something else but yeah I think it was it was my parents they really um they were really really such great parents in providing opportunity and experience and really cultivating uh, both my brother and I's natural um interest which
0: yeah very very lucky in order to create um, or design, you know, how much do you use the brand or product, etc.? Or do you try and sort of say, right, okay, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but we might we might use what something that just popped into my head, for instance. Do you try and pull them away from what they have always done um, and, and sort of have an adventure with that? I'm just wondering what your, your creative process is with people in that regard.
1: Oh, that's such a great... Great
0: question. Um, I think it
1: really it really depends on the client, their openness to doing that. And you know what? Don't break something that works as right. well. So I think it's a lot more personal than, um, well, especially in my business, you know, because I'm running my own business now, I make it my prerogative to get to know people on that personal level so that I can ensure that they're happy. But when I'm working for, um, say, I have a contract for a bigger company and it's just, the company engaging the company you Mm -hmm. know it's a bit less like that so it's it really is it really does depend on the client and and the job
0: must be lovely now that it's your own business you you can have your own philosophies about how you enjoy going about it because for me personally i would imagine i would really enjoy knowing the person i was creating for rather than it being a uh you sort of a faceless character so to speak because i think you you can inject so much more so it must be very rewarding from that point of view now with it being your own um company you get to sort of set those ground rules that you actually know i I do need to know you before i can crack on here and yeah
1: yeah. and it's it's so lovely that Oh, most of my clients, actually all of my clients, I have become friends with and we're friends, which is so nice. And I really do prefer that yes. than working for the big man. I loved the experience that I got and I learned so much. And I thought, I think it was very crucial to my um, success working for the bigger companies. And now I work with small businesses and local businesses and I still have the dynamic of working with bigger clients as well but I do enjoy the smaller guys more because we're you know we're interacting more with we're friends and it's so it's so much more rewarding and and because they're not in the big biz I think when they receive a product that they're made and they've poured so much love into and we've spent so much time working on together it's just so much more rewarding um and they are so much more appreciative of what what they've got in their hands at the end of the day.
0: I don't know if it's ever happened to you but I just have this feeling one day you're going to walk through you you see a book cover that you've done you'd be like I, I you know that's mine nobody nobody here looking at me knows that I've, <laughs> I've helped bring that together but yeah what a lovely moment to experience mine. it's mine yeah, it's very nice and then sometimes
1: you know with the collective products um collective hub where I work yes um which I think is how you you manage it is, to find yes things. I'll tell that story yes, yes absolutely uh, yeah yeah um when I when I walk into a bookstore or a boutique and I see um you know a a product that I've done for the collective and I'm like oh look how beautiful oh, she exactly.
0: looks sitting on the shelf yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it it's is really it must amazing. be so yeah. magic to see mm-hmm. and very rewarding for all the hard work that you've you've put in you very much deserve that but you did bring up the collective oh, hub you. there which um is <laughs> yes. absolutely and I I know you don't know this first a little bit so I'm going to share this with you but when the collective first started uh, as in sorry magazine number one I should be specific there and it had uh, uh-huh. Lorna Jane on the front cover. Indeed, at yes. the time <laughs> I was finishing, um, I was I was dual working. I was at that age where you can work as many, many different avenues as you, you can think about. Um, and one of my jobs uh, that I was really enjoying, I was working in uh Lorna Jane at the time uh, as a (laughs) and it came in and I remember looking at it and I just thought to myself well that's very very different you know that's um obviously we we all had a copy in store um you know and you know we all confessed quiet moments that's the first thing we would run over and have a read through but finished work Uh at at Lorna Jane quite quickly after that moved into my career and then um it wasn't until, and I've got the issue in, on my under my hand here, um, I w- went into the newsagents and I picked up issue 41. So I read issue one and then I read issue 41 and then consequently <laughs> I went back and got every other issue in between. But all the front covers, yes. and I mean, I've had them out cause like I said, they're my collection. I've got them here. And I'm looking at them uh-huh. and I just think to myself, I can't believe how diverse they are, Miss Emily. And I know you've had, you, this is obviously one of your big projects and this is you appeared in um the magazine and in the episode which I will put in my description below but issue 50 you appeared in which I also ah, absolutely yes. love <laughs> the front cover
1: oh yes this was a um a collaboration that was oh, it so before we go any further I can't take credit for every single cover because oh, no. I didn't do all no. of them because there was an art director before me that was incredible and her name's Edie and she was yeah a very integral
0: part of the well, I, I, shall well. Say, Shout out yeah, I shall say I say thank you to Edie also you've, Edie, you've yes? given me lots of joy with your front (laughs) covers as well Miss Edie but as as have you Miss Emily and I look um because you were in the magazine is obviously that's that's how I thought about because I really started my thinking of you know, I hadn't really considered. I'd I'd appreciated them, and I thought to myself, "Okay, this is beautiful." But it wasn't until I read your article that I thought to myself, "Actually, I've never really given this thought as to the the, yeah. the human that is behind this, or, or the humans, I should say, but yeah. the creative um, the process that must go into it, um, the back and forth thing." So, I mean, mm-hmm. such a such a wonderful thing. I should imagine to be a part of because I mean, there was it was ever changing. I would imagine that environment must be ever changing. That's
1: right and I think the best thing about Collective Hub is it was a magazine that broke rules and I think that was what it was and is um, the most renowned for is that it wasn't afraid and the creative people behind it weren't afraid to break it and reimagine it. And sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't but when it did work, it was, you know. We got a lot of press yes. and it was people loved it and it was exciting. I think people um, are drawn to things that are a little bit out of the usual, which is what Collective did so no, well. No, I did
0: do so well. And I, I, I wanted to touch on because during the article itself, you said there are so many different types of front covers. But for me, what you wrote in the book, which is um, – sorry, in the magazine, which I thought was so true, is you've really got this whatever size it is, A4, A5 front cover of a book or a magazine – You've got to inspire people's imagination, tell a story, but they've also got to get it instantly. And I, I think one of the things you said is that it's got to make sense to the reader as soon as they see it. And I thought maybe we That's could right. expand on that because, I mean, that, is a key, that must be so very key, but very, very difficult to achieve. Yes, and it is a lot of conversation and a lot of planning and
1: oftentimes it's it's interesting how it works though because sometimes you get the image or you shoot the image and then the story goes from there. But other times you have the story and then you need to match the image. So um, it's a very fluid type of process and I think it's great when you have a good creative team behind it because you just bounce ideas off each other and then you end up with something that is amazing hopefully it's amazing, Unbelievably
0: amazing. <laughs> and it, it sort of makes me wonder like you know for you we've talked about you know as a as an artist you you're not afraid to get your hands dirty like being creative you know i should imagine and getting messy um but would you for something of a front cover nature would you be going through sort of physical methods of design are you doing pen to paper first or are you going straight to digital and playing around there what i mean what's your preference where would you like to play
1: yeah so um before iPads got amazing Mm. (laughs) um (laughs) it was it was ink it was ink and paper and a lot of the type that you see on collective is handwriting it's it's hand it's handwriting with ink and a and a brush and ed the other cover designer that I was just talking about and myself we used to we used to do the handwriting and that was what was featured on there. So it was a bit of both. So we would have um, the image, the digital image, and then a lot of that artwork that you see over the top of a lot of the issues is actually traditional, um, traditionally done. Amazing. So, I mean, a lot of the time now, uh, a lot of my work is done in Procreate on the iPad. And uh, that's primarily where I do a lot of my illustration and handwriting now but um yeah before procreate came along and um the ability of the uh, magic apple pencil how um, yes incredibly accurate it is because um, it really does actually feel um like you are drawing physically handwriting yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but nowadays i mean it's a lot more efficient it's um you get a very similar result and
0: um yeah it, it halves your work working time yeah talking talking to you so far what i'm really getting a grip of is just how incredibly job to job for one of a better description this is for you with regards to your process it must just be very influenced by what it is that you've undertaken who it is you're working with the end goals it yeah. it's no there's no um set formula to obviously what you do which again plays into that creative person mindset which must be a lovely yeah. thing but it i think that's where the energy has to be so appreciated there's so much that goes on behind the scenes so when you started your business so you've you've worked with these you know like we've talked about wonderful big brands you've paid your dues so Mm -hmm. to speak um and then you've created (laughs) your own you know what was that adventure like for you miss emily um it's been dynamic (laughs) (laughs) i've always done a little bit of freelance
1: on the side Mm. always ever since i was at university i was doing odd jobs and things. And even when I was fully um, employed by Bauer or Collective or wherever I was, um, I always had side projects and I was always doing freelance on the side for clients and just people that I knew or friends of friends. But yeah, I think um, I always wanted to have my own business. Both my parents are self-employed and I've seen them um, manage and own their own businesses, completely different fields to what I did. But um, it's the same premise, you know, it's the same type of own your own business attitude, and I think growing up with that was really inspiring as well. So I think I think it was always in the back of my mm-hmm. mind that that was what I wanted to do at some point. But it was very important to me to get the experience with the big guys and get some great mentors, which I had so many of, which I'm so grateful of, um, before undertaking um, something out on my own. And I think uh, it was a really good process for me to do because I in the time that I worked for the bigger companies I made so many friends and so many contacts and then when I had decided to go out on my own, which was unfortunately after being made redundant. Oh, so you. I had been made redundant and um you know, magazine land, yeah, absolutely, yeah things come to a halt. And I went yeah, I went through a lot of around of redundancies and I pretty much knew that at some point I would I was going to be one of them (laughs) so I had prepared for it so I was like you know what if this ever happens to me which I hope it doesn't but if it does um that's going to be the point where I'm just going to say okay I'm just going to go out on my own and give it a go and it did happen and I was prepared and it was um it was amazing because um I won't say what company it was but when I was made redundant I um, ended up staying on as a contractor slash freelancer right. for that company, working, um, working as a sole trader right. and helping them do bits and bobs. Um, so it was really nice. It wasn't a bad redundancy. i so, still, um, obviously, as you can tell, I'm very um, conscious about relationships, yes. and I always like to. Yeah. Um, have good relationships with everybody that I work with no matter what the circumstances are
0: and I think you obviously approached it so positively as well you know because you had maybe in the back of your mind that if this happens uh, you know maybe it's just the it's the path that I'm meant to walk down now and you know it does hurry us up to making those next decisions too you know sometimes that's right you gotta have things that that put you in the right place in the right time for these other adventures to start it's full circle what you offer it, it's I almost feel like mm, people yes. won't surprise you if they asked you for anything at this point in time I think you've done so many no, things I'm yeah it,
1: Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I usually just say yes to it, whatever and um I think that's the that's the thing about running your own business too is that um I'll say yes, but um, if I'm not skilled in what I'm doing, then I contract mm, an expert right, to help me do right. it. So I don't take on every part of my business. You know, if I need a copywriter or an editor or a videographer or a photographer or something like that, I bring in the people who are best at their jobs to help me do that. So I think that's important as well. I'm not doing every single thing from where to go. I mean, sometimes with books I do because it's primarily graphic design and um, pre-press type things, project management type things, which I can handle pretty much all on my own. But if it's a larger campaign, then you definitely need the right people, the experts in their fields helping you do so that you can put out the best way possible uh, yeah
0: focus on what you a love to do I guess within that project yeah. but also I guess yeah, right. now it's your own you, you have to be um uh, editor-in-chief as well you know you're, you're really commander-in-chief <laughs> you've got to pull it all together and make sure it all syncs and it all it works for the greater picture which is which is wonderful yeah um and yeah. It, it, you know very much is impressive to hear that that that, that is again i mean i hear it a lot actually miss emily and i something that i i I flag up is obviously being very important to success which is know when you need to ask someone else to come and step on board and can oh, you cover 100%. this section yes. please um, and yeah. then knowing the bits that you go right yes I've you know I'm, I'm all in I've got to do everything of, of this section is yeah. very important but also how impressive your little black book must be that's all I'm going to say after all, oh, these, yeah. <laughs> all, all this time it must be lovely to know other wonderful creative people that you can say right okay you Fantastic, this you love doing this. It's almost like giving people an opportunity That's to right. sink their yeah. teeth into the things that they most love as well.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. It's so nice to be able to share. It.
0: These are more like little quick fire questions um, that' sort of come mm-hmm. about since having said that uh, I'm going to be speaking with you so I'm gonna fire them away at you if that's all right and we're just gonna I'll try yeah, and answer them quickly. See. <laughs> they don't have to be that quick but you know it, it, oh, you, okay. you can um, mm, you okay. can give a, a little answer to each one if you if if you can bless you but um, the first little one okay. I've got here yes. is um, if you could create a front cover for anyone or anywhere who or where would you love to create that for that would be a real passion project for you it's like a really big one to hit off the park
1: with it is it is such a great question oh my goodness and there's so many things that I could say (laughs) (laughs) um but you know what I think I think I really love traveling and I haven't really done anything to do with traveling and I think it would be such a fun experience to do something in that realm and maybe. Maybe shoot, you know, like a cover of a of a really beautiful travel destination would be something that I would really love to do. So yeah, anyone who's a travel person, yeah. shout out! Time to hit Emily <laughs> you <want>. up, people. <laughs> <laughs> also busy at the moment but uh, yeah yeah I think that would be um we're in summer at
0: the moment as we edge into the winter months we'll 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 reboost that part and we'll just say if anybody's got a really nice (laughs) summery destination for Emily that would be wonderful no I'm with you on that because you get so much out of that yourself as well which would be beautiful um oh yeah you can have a little holiday at the same time which is I'd be telling them no rush I'll take as long as you need me to take (laughs) on it
1: Yeah, maybe I'll go to Greece and then I can be on
0: island. Time. Yes,
1: that nice. oh, that would yeah. it's good for every
0: creative soul. I think. Okay, the next little one says, "What fuels you and keeps you topped up creatively?" Um, a lot of coffee. <laughs> good lady. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm just
1: kidding. Um, I think. I think my personality is a type that I, I need to have a little bit of alone time mm. and I need to have time to digest and just think. And I think um, I've always grown up by the beach. The beach is my happy place. I just, if I just go for a swim and feel the sand on my feet, and that's just, I feel re-energized and even 10 minutes. Can
0: give it, Yeah. Yeah it's definitely oh, I love uh, that. my little happy place. Well that ties into the first one then we got to make sure where you go to, for your Oh, I know. What about You got to go somewhere <laughs> traveling that's got a beach on it. I think Greece is sounding like a good call for you, Miss Emily. Next little one, um in which I, I know i've talked to you about this because i think this one's quite funny but it says, do you have a favorite collective front cover which uh I, for everybody who's listening who doesn't know the collective magazine that there's more than one or two so poor miss emily has got an awful lot to think about right now yeah but was was there something that you you did towards a front cover let's re-ask it was there something towards a front cover that you thought i really enjoyed that's i really pops out in my memory as something i enjoyed doing
1: my favourite ever Collective Magazine cover is one that I didn't do. Um, it's the one of Iris Apple. Um, I don't know I if do. you know that one. I do. I just, Edie did that one. And it's, it is my, I wish I could have done it because it's my favourite <laughs> one. <laughs> Bless you. But, no, um, it's very iconic. I love that one mm. so much. It is, it is, and I just oh, I've created the, the image of her and the way that um, the artwork is around it and the handwriting. It's just so beautiful. I love that one so much. And then I think the process, the one that I enjoyed the process of so much, which we actually shot, was um, a recent one. Oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. I've, I've got two now. I've got another two. Now. <laughs> uh, okay, I think I loved shooting the Jamie Oliver cover it
0: was just so nice to meet him, yeah. and he's the loveliest person. Um, I should imagine he's lots of fun. He's got to have been lots of oh, fun. He yeah.
1: Was, yeah, he was awesome. and he, yeah, nothing was too much and he was just really humble and really lovely to everyone on set. and I think that was a really enjoyable shoot. And beautiful. then the Issue 50, which you've just um, oh, shown yes. me, no one yes. else can see that. But Issue 50 was a really beautiful process because it was a collaboration with a local
0: artist here. Um, and it's just stunning. It, it is so beautiful. Uh, next little one, Miss Emily, and we've only got two to go. But you, you're doing so fantastic! I can't believe how well you've answered these. But um, what elements are important to you to have in your creative space? So where you work and, and your environment. What what are important elements for you to have?
1: Um, I definitely need a pen and paper mm-hmm. because I don't work. I don't work uh, my to-do list uh, digitally. It, it has to be a pen and paper. Oh, you're a lady of um, my own And heart. I forget things if I don't write it down. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried. I've tried the digital and I, I just can't. Like I, I just need it right there. here yeah. in front of me so I know what I'm doing. I think contradictory, I, I need my workspace to be very clean and tidy and orderly. I think I can't work if it's messy. I get mm. frazzled. Mm. So um, I'm a very minimalistic in that respect of my desk, my workspace. It's doesn't have
0: anything other than my pen and paper my mouse and keyboard that's it and then interestingly <laughs> enough I'm, I'm going to ask the question because I up in front of me I've always got like um I'm going to call it for one of a better description like a mood board but it's not it's like a pin board an active oh, yes. pin board type thing but I would imagine yes. it's quite difficult for you to have something like that in front of you because you've got so many projects you almost don't want to be infiltrated to look at no. one <laughs> thing and then you know it affect your how you're doing what in front so I can understand why you keep it minimalist because everything that you're working on is your artwork yes, yeah
1: okay so that that's
0: because it's right. interesting yeah, that's
1: a really nice way to put it I actually hadn't thought of it like that but
0: yeah you're right it is it would be a yes. bit confusing I mean I, that's how I imagine yeah. <laughs> your wall if you could turn your camera around and it had all these like unbelievable like spider's webs I'm thinking of a of an image from um Sherlock Holmes uh movie yeah (laughs) there's all these different polaroids and clippings and pieces of string and i think to myself no just how on earth would that work because you'd just be pulling on so many parts of your creative brain all at the same time you just need to focus in on on obviously what you're doing no i i think that's lovely you've got a nice beautiful space to work in and then the last one which you and i have both laughed about prior to this because i I really do we've both said this is episode two in the making for you and i miss emily but (laughs) do you have let's just say if there was do you have any design tips for non-designers and then that's obviously how people see themselves they're asking they're saying it from the point of view that they're you know if someone consider themselves a non-designer certainly not um not to your level because I do think it's something we've all sort of in some ways if you own a business or a brand or a form of communication you're sort of having to design things even like I said even if it's just an Instagram post but is there something that would pop out to you as a tip something that would be Oh, I'm guess, sure that yes, there's a, it is a whole nother podcast a, yes, or a book in itself <laughs> a whole nother episode yeah.
1: I should say um yeah I think the best tip I could give is if you're self-taught just just try and keep doing that mm. I think that's the best way you know I have a lot of things that I'm doing I'm I'm googling or I'm youtubing I'm like oh I forget how to do this or oh, how do I do that um you know your brain space can only have so much in it, so I think um you know there's great soft there's great um, platforms now um that are like a, upskilling platforms mm. and you can i love register that. to those and you can learn I any mean, yeah you can learn the entire Adobe suite, which is integral for design i mean any Good designer would work in Adobe. I think um, getting across um, the basics of those would help out massively for um,
0: social posts or banners or things like that. Um, I do love that, though. Yeah, like you I said think, stick stick yeah. to how you like don't be afraid to learn really in, a, in another way yeah, just keep learning yeah.
1: I mean use all these I things. do it every day
0: I'm like oh I, I, yeah. and you're so right you there's so gotta, you got to get those resources so I was going to say there's so many resources like you just said really it just reiterates how many there are that we have now you know amazingly got access to which just going back you know you would not have had when you first started because this is yeah that's people, right. I can't believe yeah. when I go on YouTube and I have got the most stupid of questions it feels like and some <laughs> lovely dear wholehearted person has managed to. Answer answer oh my, my question God. i just think it's gosh if i could hug you right now thank you so much for answering <laughs> that you know and it's, uh-huh. you know it's, it is lovely yeah. that you know people are sharing their mastery of these little elements or certainly their interests and then like you said tap into it learn that's from right. it and move on i absolutely love that i think that's an absolutely beautiful way to go yeah. thank you miss emily well look i can't begin to thank you enough i i really hope we oh, get to come you. back for an episode here because i could talk to you oh, I hope we oh it's too. amazing we just have to keep touching both with all these different lovely projects thank you so much i so appreciate it to read more about emily and to see some of her amazing work we mentioned in this episode head to the tlc link in the description below and be sure to check out emily's website and socials for more of her creative world thank you so much for sharing this with emily and i today time to go and get creative and put the kettle on thank you again as always and i'll see you next time